Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and uh, I, I got a lot of respect for the Mets cutting Robinson Cano this week. Yeah, that's a big hit. And I am the Champ, and to quote Edwin Teal, all things seem possible in May. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, we, we talked about number one from a Major League Baseball um positioning is that by may things are as they seem it's not too early there's a big enough sample size and you know uh, as related to the bush league it's it's nicer to be toward the top than toward the bottom because there's a lot of desperation as i was last year when you're toward the bottom so are you saying that anyone below fifth has no shot um i'm just saying right now everything seems possible as the calendar turns into june um, I think hopes start to fade and people start to position themselves for the fouling year or trying not to finish in the bottom two or, or, or whatever. I'm, I'm just saying realism starts to creep in by, by June. But in May, anything's possible. Okay. All right. What do you think about the Mets um, I, I cutting was, Cano and eating that big contract? It was a great move. Yeah. I, I, I think what they're looking at is, you know what, we have a pretty good team. We had a really good 10 days in the division. Um, let's just part ways we'll, and we'll, we'll thank him for his service and pay us $45 million and move on. So, Yeah, he, you know what? In, in all, first of all, yeah, I, I agree with you. Good job by the Mets. Um, it, it's nice that the richest owner in Major League Baseball, Steve Cohen, can, can, can do that, right, can afford to take that kind of big hit because I think a lot of organizations – First of all, wouldn't have spent that kind of money. But second of all, um, second of all, they, they they wouldn't have enough nerve, even though it's a sunk cost, to cut Cano. And um, was it forty five million they're eating? Forty five million. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they're not replacing them with another high dollar player. I mean, they're going to pay the forty five million anyway, and no one's going to trade for the guy. So. Hey, listen, the Mets will have him paid off before they will Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> Don't speak so soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, July 1st is Bobby Bonilla Day. Yep. In about 10 years, it'll be replaced by Robinson Cano Day. <laughs> well, it, wait, his contract expires in two years, right? Is it Bonilla? Or, or, or do they extend it? Bonilla's well, they, not until 2030 or something. Yeah, they could restructure it, you know. But, I, I mean, if he, if he would take that. But it's probably best just to write him a check and say, hey, thanks for coming out. Appreciate everything you, and move on. Do you think that some team will pick him up or do you think he's done? Um, I mean, he's a left-handed stick. I, I, I haven't really followed him this year. Um, I don't know. You know, if, if he's going to want to play, you know, if his attitude is I think I can still play, I, I, I don't think anybody will pick him up. Yeah. I mean, it's a $700,000 gamble or, you know, uh, a portioned if you will, um, $700,000 gamble. And who just dropped him? Was that the, the Hawks just dropped him I'd, two weeks ago? Was it two weeks ago that they dropped Cano? Uh, I, I've, I've yeah, got to I'd, ha- I'd have to Crap. look. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it was the Hawks. Okay. Uh, and they just they just dropped him. They picked up, well, we'll talk about that in in the Fab Review, but Ryan Pepio. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Um. All right, so we don't have a guest this week, and and 
you know, we'll, we'll have to, we've talked all fair. We'll, we'll work something out to, to get the rest of these guys on. Um, so we'll get right into Bush League news. Uh, 13 players Saturday night, seven owners. Yeah, yeah. That, don't you think that was kind of high for this point? Um, why do you think that is? Well, I'm looking at who was dropped. Um, guys not playing or on the IL. That's pretty much it. So, so do you think Fab? I, I guess I'm starting to guess that Fab has started to transition from best available to meeting specific roster needs. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, because th- th- there's a there's still guys on the IL um, throughout the league, um, and teams are still working out who's playing where, you know, on, on a daily basis. So. Um, yeah, I, I think you're probably right. As, in the past, it was probably depth, and now it's, hey, I, I need someone to fill this slot. I mean, as, as we review some of these names, there were people on here, players, that I had never heard of. I mean, we had, we had what, 13 players picked up by seven owners this week? Yeah, 13 players, seven owners. That's right. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll go through it. Statman pick up Bryce Wilson. Uh, for a dollar drop, Josh Rogers, both starting pitchers. Did you have Bryce Wilson at one point? Uh, I don't think so. I think okay. it was uh, uh, Elder. Elder, um, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. I think Wilson. Uh, Bryce, some... Bryce the Elder as opposed to Bryce the uh, Younger. <laughs> okay. I think Wilson, is this the guy from Atlanta at one point? Uh, he was, yeah. yeah. I think he's, right. now, he's now what? Uh, Pittsburgh. Hanging a shingle in Pittsburgh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Statman also picked up uh, Jonathan Daza. Yeah. All right. Center fielder. Yeah, he he plays he plays a little bit, right? Uh, he's yeah, a, a little. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, as the Statman mentioned in last week's podcast, they're, they're going to fight through it, but it's 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 not looking not looking um, all that um, well for him. And you know, he spent a lot of money on. On um, well, not a lot on Conforto, which was only sixty cents, but um, the Grom um, that that kind of hurts. So he's got a lot of uh, he's got a lot of digging to do to get out of the basement. Uh, Stepman also pick up Jason Vossler and drop Conforto, who we just mentioned. Uh, Vossler looks like he's going to play third base a little bit. Uh, what's going on with Longorio? Uh, Vossler just uh, got sent to Sacramento. Longorio is going to be back soon, so so yeah. Vossler is is not going to be. He'll play a couple days a week because uh, I'm sure Longoria, when he comes back, will play. You know, if if, it, if it's a seven game week, he'll probably play five of those. Silvaso will play a little bit, but well, but he's just holding space until Longoria comes back. I'm reading now; he just got sent down. He did. Oh, did he? Yeah, last night. Yeah, Vasa just huh. got sent down to Sacramento, which I think is their Triple A team. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right, so they probably want to just keep him at bats. And then bring him back up later. Um, moving on to you, auditors pick up Mitch White, relief pitcher for the Dodgers. Drop. Oh, you dropped Elder. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, uh, the, the pitcher that I wanted um, was uh, Umberto yeah. Castellanos. Yeah. Um, and I lost the tiebreaker to the Bulls. Okay. All right. Uh, Bearcats pick up Roman Quinn. He's playing a little oh, bit Wait, now. wait, wait. Let's jump back for a second. I also picked up, if it matters, Jordan Luplo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who I, I thought was going to get a little bit more playing time. But I'm 
I'm concerned now. Um, Diamondbacks brought up Alex Thomas. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, that could go either way. I mean, he's a rookie. You know, it could come yeah. up and do well. It could come up and be sent down in 15 days. So. Well, uh, I'm, I'm thinking here's the way it kind of plays out, is that Lupo will still play some outfield, some DH, but they're probably going to move. Oh, gosh. Jeez, um, I'm trying to think of his name. Bear with me a second here. Um, the catcher. Um, the center fielder, that's Barsho. the catcher. Yeah, um, yeah Barsho. Barsho, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's moving behind the plate with, with Kelly, number one, not performing, and also number two, being injured. Okay. Yeah, and, um, I mean, it, it, they're actually playing pretty well. I mean, they're they have started they're picking at up. 500. They've been over 500 a game or two. They've been right around that. So, um, you know, if Alec Thomas performs, I don't know, may, maybe they're in the – in the market to to deal Peralta, uh, Peralta, is he still playing every day there? Yeah, he is. Okay, yeah, because remember we talked about him in the in the in the beginning of the season with like what to do with that guy because they pro- he probably lost his window to get any value. But you know, if you want to open up spots for these young guys, you can deal him. Somebody will somebody will trade for him. You, you know what? That he would probably be the the odd man out, like you said, Peralta, and then they would probably bring up um, another prospect the Sewerhawks have in in Corbin Carroll. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, we uh, Bearcats pick up Roman Quinn, who's starting to get some playing time. Um, I don't. I, he dropped pool holes. And he dropped pool holes. Yeah. I, so, what, your thoughts on uh on the pool holes dropping? Would you have made that move? Yeah, he's not going to play. And, you know, when we transition to you, uh, I'll tell you the reason why. Yeah, so we'll, we'll do mine last. Um, yeah. That was the only pickup for the Bearcats. Yes. Uh, that would go to the Sewer Hawks. Uh, or the Bulls, I'm sorry. Let's go to the Bulls, Joe uh, Mantiply. I, I have no idea who he is. Do you know who he is? Uh, CBS says he's a relief pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Wow, really? Yeah. Huh. He, he dropped Kyle Interesting Finnegan. pickup. Um, yeah, drop Finnegan. Did Finnegan get hurt? I, I don't know yeah, what's going yeah. on with Finnegan. Okay. All right. Uh, Bulls also pick up the aforementioned uh, Umberto Castellanos. Pitched well this weekend. Yeah, he he did. And maybe, you know, he's one of these pitchers that maybe he's finding it. Um, I saw him pitch against the Cardinals, and he didn't look so good, which kind of scared me off. But I'm like, eh, I'll take a chance. He's got two starts this week. Let's let's see what he does. Um, you know, good for the good for the Bulls for for taking a chance, um, as, as 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 he'll do. Um, and I think um, his pick. Who did the Bulls have last week that they picked up? Oh gosh, uh, uh, it's escaping me now. But um, he picked up Solcer as a pitcher last week. Yeah. Yeah, Solskjaer got got rocked yesterday. Yeah, um, gave up three runs. All right, um, and I think that were that's it for the Bulls. Yep. Yep. Uh, talk about the Statman Superhawks pick up Ryan Pepio. Yep. Drop uh, Robinson Cano. Uh, Pepio's starting pitcher for the Dodgers. Um, looks like he may may get some starts here. Yeah, well, I was hoping that 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 start might go to uh, Mitch White, which is one of the reasons. But I don't, I don't think it is now. Okay, um, we talked about you with uh, Luke Lowe. The Lakers pick up the shortstop for the um, Marlins, Dunand. Um, 
Had you ever heard of him before? Uh, I, I recognize the name. Um, okay, did you recognize the fact that he is actually A-Rod's nephew? Oh, is he really? I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. I, I had never heard of him before. I, you know, I don't know how much of a run he's going to get, right, because he's a second baseman shortstop, and I'm thinking that unless they're going to move Rojas, uh, that, that, you know, he's, he's not going to play a whole lot. Do you think? Well, you never know. Yeah, you never you know who gets hurt. Yeah, because I mean, he's, he's not going to play in front of Chisholm. No, he's not going to play in front of Chisholm. Uh, I don't know if this guy's a lefty or not. Um, no, he, he no, bats right-handed. Bats right-handed. Yeah, and Wendell's losing at bats this week, and I don't know what's going on. And I don't think he's the reason. Um, I think it's just a pitching matchup. Well, Wendell hasn't been performing as as well. But Brian Anderson was starting to play really well, and then you know he's out on the COVID IL, yeah. as well as uh, John Bertie. Yeah, Bertie was getting some at bats from Wendell as well, um, who's hit, hit, and he's playing well. Bertie's hitting the ball yeah. well, and then I picked up Juan Yepes. Yeah, how'd you like Bob's comment? Yepi Yepes. Yeah. Um, I, so let, that's let, why let me... I, I think that uh, I, first of all, I, I think that was that was a that was a huge bid, thirty nine dollars. Good for you. So I had it at 25, and then I got scared and moved it up. That 9 is 39 is strictly arbitrary. I didn't want to go to 40, so I think that's where I landed. But I had it at 25 pretty much still for three days. And then I looked at when it When did you change night. it? Saturday. Saturday? Okay. Yeah. I, so I saw this guy to... play, and he, he this guy's a good hitter. Oh, he is. He, yes. If you watch him, he, he is a major league hitter. He is a hitter. Yeah. Now I don't I I don't know, you know, I I'm, I'm really taking a risk at this. Um but if he's as good as like when I what I've watched them, this guy's can hit the baseball. Um so I've seen him a couple things to that. I've seen him all the games, five games, six games that he's he's been up. Um Yeah, he 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 is he, he has a minor league track record, not a major league track record, but yeah. he looks uh, to, to be a, a major league hitter. The problem is his natural position is, is first base, and he's not going to play um, in, in front of Goldschmidt. No, I agree. Um, but they're going to they're put him in the outfield, and, and, the, and, and DH, and the thing that, that I've seen is Ali Marmol, the Cardinals manager, has shown a willingness, hey, I'm going to play the hot bat, so if I have to sit Carlson, if I have to sit um, O'Neill, um, I'll play him there, and that's what he's done thus far. Yeah, and he's certainly going to take the bats away from Dickerson and and Pools. Like those guys aren't going to see the yes. field. Yeah, correct. So um, when I saw him, uh, and I didn't watch the games, I just watched highlights. I just pulled him up on the on the uh, computer, and when I watching him, the guys he he looks like he's going to be a really good hitter. Well, he went two for, what two for three something like that yesterday. Another walk. Uh, he was the only he's been the only one that's really been hitting for the Cardinals. And, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's going to get uh, a, a bit of a run here and, until he plays himself out. Um, yeah, that, I like it. Yeah. Good, good for you. I put a bit in, but it was woefully, woefully short. And I wondered, did, did, did Bob's comment uh, on the text that he's going to bid, what did he say, $29 for Yetez, something like that? Did that scare you? Um, I don't remember. I, I, I might have not have seen that. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, so I have I have a new thing, right? Because you just talked about 
um, you changing fab. And I've really tried not to do that this year, you know, just try and stick to it. Because I, I monkeyed around too much last year, and it, it just hurt me. Maybe it was just bad luck. I think it was more bad management. But there's something that I've called now. Um, I, I talked to my wife, and I said, uh, it's called drunk fab. There you go. Where you yeah. start drinking Saturday nights, and then you start monkeying around with your bids, and it's not a good place to be, <laughs> which I did this week. <laughs> well, you can actually just – you could remove fab and place anything there. Drunk blank. <laughs> Good, right? So, yeah, Saturday is drunk fab night. So it's not a type of thing where you had the phone on Saturday night and you told Terry, hey, hold my drink. And then <laughs> watch this. <laughs> watch this. There we go. Yeah, so I liked um, – I, yeah, when I watched him hit, I, 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 I didn't want to say I fell in love with the guy, but – I thought like, yeah, this guy, this guy's a good hitter, man. Yeah, I think he's going to be a good hitter, whether it be this year or next year or whatever. I, I think he's he's definitely on his way. I, I think the Cardinals, uh, obviously, the Cardinals like him, and I really thought before Pujols, uh, before they signed him, which, which which is not a bad signing, right? Um, that he was going to be the the DH, the right-handed DH. Sure. Uh, I didn't think they were going to DH Gorman because I think they want Gorman to to play the field. But um, they felt confident enough in Yepes and what he had done last year. They actually put him on uh, the playoff roster last year for their one-game series against the, oh, uh, the Dodgers. I, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. He didn't play, but they yeah. had him on the roster. Yeah. So, um, again, it's not that I, I – I, I, that would be hyperbole. I fell in love with him. But watching him, I thought, yeah, all right, it, this guy's going to be a pretty good player. So what is the Bush League if it doesn't have hyperbole? <laughs> Uh, all right, you have a note in here that it's it's a fight against roster attrition. Yeah, so so I, I think part of when, when I started to to look at some of people's moves this week, I was surprised that there were thirteen fab pickups. And uh, separate from that, this morning I was looking at people's reserve list, and I realized that almost every team, and I looked at four or five teams had 75 or 80% of their reserve team was either on the IL or in the minors. And now, obviously, COVID has a lot to do with that and, and trying to manage that. But it's just so difficult because the COVID IL, you could be out, you know, what, five days, you can be out a week. And if that week stretches halfway from one week into the next, it, it really plays havoc with roster management. And I, I, I just think that that's another place where, um, where fab has been has been hit and it's been so tough we talked about this on previous podcasts it's it's been so tough to manage rosters um let's just take a look at yours for mm -hmm. a second okay? okay you have you have 10 you you have 10 offensive players on your reserve team right and of your 10 uh let's see who's who's even playing uh austin barnes one and edwin rios two so out of your 10 offensive players only two of them are playing. The rest of them are either minor leagues, IL, or unaffiliated. In the case of Carlos Correa, yeah. and then your two pitchers, then your two pitchers, um, Mitch Keller is, is still active and playing. Justin Steele is injured. Yeah, he just yeah, he just hurt himself. Yeah, so 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 that, it makes it tough. I thought I was the only one that was having this issue, and it wasn't until I started to look at other teams that I'm like, wow, everybody's fighting this. Yeah, and uh, I just got. 
guy off. I just got two guys off the IL, and two guys went back on. <laughs> so yeah, it it makes it tough when I had I had Wade and and Yastrzemski coming off, and then I got Gregorius and Roberto Perez going on. Yeah, it's frustrating when that when that happens, right? It, it it's hard, and I. I... It's seemingly this year more than any is that people really need to manage, you know, um, week to week pretty closely. Now it's it's early in the season where people are, are still very much engaged. As as again, as we talked um, when we go into June, we'll see how much of that changes. Yeah, actually, this is the week I thought I was going to get Susugo out of my lineup, and then and then Roberto Perez tripped over second base. <laughs> so I don't know how that happens. So, so the, don't the pirates? I guess the pirates don't really play him. Him, Susugo. Well, he's hitting um, one eighty three every day. Well, yeah, that. I mean, we we've talked about this. Some of these slow starts in in terms of Major League Baseball. It's it's been tough out there, right? There's been a lot of bad players out there, or bad starts, I should say, not bad players, bad starts. I got two guys hitting under two hundred that are everyday players: Reese Hoskins and Susugo, hitting under. Okay, so so let's let's just take a look at at, at at the bush league standings, right? If you were at the midpoint, the midpoint, uh, or or the uh, median average, uh, we, we you know OPS, if you will, um, you and I are right in between. You're at six ninety, and I'm at seven oh two. That seems to be right artificially low in compared to previous years. Agreed. Yeah. 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 Well, we only have two years of it that I've been right. tracking it. But yeah, I, I, and, and even the one right above you at 703, I mean, it, he's fourth at 703. That's pretty low. And there's still a lot of movement there. Have you noticed that from, oh, yeah. from uh, yep. day to day? Yeah. I, I think 10 days ago, I might've been second. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. And then, you know, the bottom falls out again. That's why I'm not real concerned about, I, you know, you remember you asked me about, Hey, is it, when's it stop being early? And I, w- I would argue that don't listen to my words. My behavior says I'm I'm getting a little worried because I spent all that money on Yepes. But um, I, I I feel like I still got guys, and there's a lot of guys out there that aren't hitting home runs. And I don't know if it's spring training or the weather or the balls or whatever. Um, but I I think I think there's still going to be movement in the in the home run and the OPS. I think. Yeah, I, oh, sure. Yeah. Certainly. This isn't locked in yet. Yeah. Well, just just a real quick look to the weekly totals, okay? Um, last week you had the least uh, amount of at bats, not plate appearances at bat, yeah. at 192, which is really tough. Um, the Ducks had 273, so almost 50 percent more. That's that's not really sustainable, and 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 that's why your Pez did while seemingly to be really high. You just need that every day at bats, correct? Yeah, yeah. Well, I lost the bats of the the COVID. Yastrzemski went on, on, yeah, on Tuesday, and then Lamont Wade. They kept saying he was coming back, and he he really didn't come back till Friday. You know that 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 cost me a little bit. But and we and, had and there were a lot of rain outs. Stuff. There was a lot of rain outs. There was some rain outs. Yeah, yeah. This this week was tough for the Northeast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So speaking about standings review, we'll we'll go for the period first. We had a huge period, right? Yeah, yeah you know what? It, yeah. it worked out pretty well. And, yeah. and you know, a lot of that was um, was because of the fact that I, I had a lot of two-start pitchers 
last week. Okay. And um, I knew that on Sunday um, I had three starters going, and they got an average amount of strikeouts that, that I would do pretty well, and, and that's what took place yesterday. In fact, I could have gotten three out of three wins had it not been for the blown save by Cole Sulcer. But, yeah, it was, it, it, it was a good week. So I'm, I'm looking at the week, and you and I had five wins, and we didn't even lead that category. <laughs> the Lions had six wins. Yeah, the Alliance. You know what? Man. They have they have some pitching, and yeah. you know, he and I have talked. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the Ducks have a have a good week, kind of pulling themselves back in it. Uh, Sewerhawks have a good week at sixty two, and the dudes had just enough to hang on. He's got to fix that pitching though to make a run at this. Yeah, well, I mean, he he's talked about the pitching, and you know, even yesterday. Scherzer got hit a little bit. I guess. Did you watch the game? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if he doesn't have Scherzer or something happens to Scherzer, that's going to hurt. Yeah, he's got to fix that pitching. <clears throat> and then uh, the bottom half, uh, the Alliance, uh, though he had a huge pitching week, his offense kind of faltered a little bit. The Bulls, Bearcats, and myself, I had a I had a really bad week. So. Yeah, um, and, and we've talked about that due to the lack of at bats. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. So, um, it is ducks getting Acuna back helps a little bit with them. Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, and he's stealing bases. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. Which is kind of nice. I think he, he had two stolen base attempts his first night back. Yeah. And when, when I was talking to case about it, he said, it, it makes me feel good that, that they're, they're running them. So they must feel confident. You know what I mean? That this not guy's not fooling around. No. Um, and then going into the uh, the overall, um, you're you're at the top again at 77, and a lot of it because you that big week you had. The dudes in the alliance, um, two and three, and the ducks at four at 62. The Lakers are back in it at 60. They dropped a little bit, um, but they had a decent week again. So pulling up Bearcats, Roosters, Hawks, and the Bulls and the Statmen uh, below 40 points. So we talked about this off-air pre-production. Um, it, it's it's still really close, right? Yeah. People can still people still make moves, um, even with Bill being in last place with thirty-six points. It's 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 still a fair amount of points for a last-place team, and you know he'll continue to fight. So will the Bulls. It's 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 going to be tight all year, and I, I think a lot of it's going to come down to roster management and how long COVID hangs around and affects um, the IL. It's just really tough. Well, yeah, that's going to be – we're probably going to see that all year because they're testing these guys constantly. You know, the, the general public's not testing every day. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think we're going to see that. But as far as the closeness of the um, categories, they're still, they're still pretty close where you, you can have some pretty good movement. Um, well, yeah. except for the Rebel Lions and Lakers and saves, um, Tom has 27. They both have one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I was looking at the offensive side, but you're definitely right about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, remember, Tom spent a lot of money on saves, and I think he accomplished mission accomplished. It, yeah. it might have been to the detriment of other categories, but you know, he 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 has 27 saves. The next closest is me at 14. So he, he has twice as many saves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's 14, 13, and, 11, and 10, and it drops off again. So, yeah, that's that's known as category overkill. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. So, but the offense, it looks like there's some movement, movement and strikeouts every week. Um, there's plenty of movement there. Looks like the ERAs have kind of settled in. Yeah, are you? I mean, remember yours? You yeah. first couple of weeks, you were over what? Over five? <laughs> I I I was almost double digits the first week, and then it seven six. Yeah, I was in April, and I late April I had a five ERA. Yeah. Yeah, we we talked about this. If you could just pitch Pablo Lopez all the time and drop everybody else, you'd be fine. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, and then with the wins. Um, I think we're kind of settling in there. I, I think this is probably where people are going to be unless, you know, somebody makes a move. Um, yeah, um, maybe we, the we Ducks, might, we might, we, Ducks well, here's have the a thing shot to a little bit. We, we might start to see a little bit more movement, right, as pitchers start to get stretched out a little bit and start to pitch at least five innings now. You know, they go from four innings to six innings now. Um, might be able to see a few more wins. Yeah, that's possibly true. And the, and the Ducks get Clevenger back. I think he pitched this week. He did. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, the whip. Wow, your whip is really good. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, that, this, is, this is one of those categories that people kind of lose track of when, when they're <laughs> drafting, right? Well, I don't know about that, but, I mean, yeah, this is a, I, I think this is a more difficult category to – to gain points in than ERA. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah, so, um, you know, if, if um, yeah, you and the Rebel Alliance really, really have good whips and the Superhawks are right behind you. But but, but here's the thing. With, with, with ERA, you, you, I always worry about, you know, one or two blow-up starts. You know, I'm looking at you. Uh, Vladimir Gutierrez. That's what you need to try to avoid because that can set you back two or three weeks. Um, Wait a minute. You don't get set back too much um, with whip when you have a blow up start. Wait a minute. It, you you didn't have to mention Vladimir Gutierrez by name. You could just say, "I'm looking at you, red starters." Yeah. <laughs> you can look that whole stat. San, Mart- San Martin. Oh, Did man. you have him up? No. no okay. No, no. Yeah, he had no. a bad start. I think he just got sent down. Yeah. Hey, is, is it time for my for my weekly rail against the Reds t- segment? <laughs> hey, they they won a series this weekend, didn't they? they, they uh, I know they two won two games. They went two out of three. Um, I didn't I didn't know if it was a, it was a four game series or a three game series, but they they did win two games. Yeah, now they have what five wins? Uh, they have five wins. Yeah. 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 Last last week they had three. So. What what, what are they? They're like. In the standings, fifteen games behind the Brewers, something like that already. <laughs> yeah. And nice. It, it's just going to get worse. Yeah, and and their fans are they're angry. Did did you get the text from the video from 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 Casey? I did about yeah. the Reds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, uh, the Reds are thirteen and a half games back. Nice. They're five and twenty-three, and no shine, no signs of anything. No sign of anything going on at Cincinnati. So, um, man, they're 13 and a half games back. It's May 9th. Yes. Gotta be kidding. Gotta well, okay, and this was one of the reasons. We, we talked about this on when, when we were guests on the last 
sports podcast when you and I talked about our probably our sixth team in the playoffs, and you said the Phillies, I think, and I said the Cardinals. And I think the, the reason why I said the Cardinals is that Cardinals and Phillies are kind of like the same team, but the Cardinals had the advantage of playing in the Central where the Phillies play in, in the Eastern Division, and they have more games against, you know, obviously teams like the Mets, um, the Braves, and, and, and even um, the Marlins, where the Cardinals get to play against the Pirates and the Reds. And I think that's what pushes the Cardinals into that last playoff spot. Well, they get to play the Pirates, the Reds, and the Cubs. The Cubs and the are, Cubs. Yeah, they're, they're not Yeah, they've bad. been bad lately. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they have nine wins, so it's not – you know, we're making fun of the Reds, but the – the only reason we're not making fun of the Cubs is because of the Reds. <laughs> well said. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I might be walking back on that Phillies thing. Um, so, hey, you, you still have the fast starts up here. I'll, I'll just run through it. Machado is red hot. Machado is really finding himself in the National League here. He's got seven homers, 21 ribs, six stolen bases, a, a, over one OPS. Um, yeah, he looks like the MVP so far, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Arenado, uh, again, seven homers. He got off to a hot start, still hot. Um, what's it, what's his batting average? Just out of curiosity. Uh, it's it's over three hundred. I, okay. I don't know it off off the top of my head since we're looking at OPS. But yeah. if you remember, um, when Casey asked us on his podcast, who did I think was going to be the NL MVP? Um, I picked Arenado. Okay. Yeah. Um, Crone still still red hot, and uh, uh, Tommy Edmond. You got three homers, seven stolen bases, and uh, eight ninety five OPS. Very nice. Yeah, the reason why I put yeah. him on the list is because the seven stolen bases leads the league, which makes Manny Machado six really look impressive, yeah, along with his other stack. Yeah. Um, and then on the pitching side, we, we talked about my guy Pablo Lopez. He's four and one with a one ERA and a. Under uh, one whip, 36Ks, striking out people. Merrill Kelly finding himself at 3-1 and one with a surprisingly decent Arizona Diamondbacks. You know what? This pisses, pisses me off with Merrill Kelly yeah. because you know you yeah. know who had him the last two years? You did? That would be me, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I wanted to try and get him, but I wasn't that confident this year. And there you go. We all have stories like that, right? Sure, yeah. And it, you know, uh, maybe maybe now's the time for him, like Gallon. Yeah. yeah uh, well, yeah. I, I'm always I've always been a big Zach Gallon fan and have owned him the last couple of years. Yeah. And then Mikolos, uh still pitching well for the Cardinals. Yeah. Um. I I, I thought Michaelis um Michael was is, a yeah. lot like Merrill Kelly in that they both kind of found themselves over in Japan and then they came over and. Same types of pitchers, although they're striking out a little bit, uh, a lot more batters than they had because these guys throw strikes and, and are pitchers as opposed to throwers. Yeah, um, and and uh, what, what, what's his first name? Michaelos. What, what's his Milo? Miles. 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 Michaelis. Yeah, he had a pretty good year last year too, didn't he? Uh, he was hurt okay. for most of the year uh, last year. Maybe it was the COVID year he pitched well. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll keep an eye on these four guys. Certainly, um, yeah, and and I imagine, especially with the big hitters, they'll start continuing that performance as uh, as the weather gets warmer here too. Yeah, I would think we'd start to, the the offensive categories should start to pick up 
um, a little bit whenever the weather warms up. <laughs> yeah, whenever. Well, it's pretty nice today. Yeah. Uh, of course, most people have off. All right. Uh, the Derby. How, how how crazy was that? Wow. So it was it was pretty cool, right? We we got a lot of feedback, and I think we had what, five hype owners okay. provide their. Uh, their, their their derby picks, which was which was kind of cool. Um, I, I I'd say by and large, the Bush League did pretty well, and I tried the I, I tried to well I did bet the Bush League trifecta, but uh, who saw the uh, who, who saw um, was it Rich Strike? Rich Strike, yeah, yeah paid what it was eighty to one. Eighty to one. He got notified that he was that they could enter. He was going to be in the derby on Friday morning. What? Yeah, they had a they had a scratch. The horse got hurt. That's why they, <laughs> that's why the horses were one through nineteen, and then he was twenty one because number twenty scratched Thursday night. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. So he get that call on Friday. Hey, you want to run Derby? Yeah, we'll be out. What time? So, so did, <laughs> what time did you bet it all? I did. I took uh, Epicenter, Zandon, and Messier. Uh, I, okay. I placed a two dollar box on the trifecta. Okay. Um, yeah. Pretty close, and I put uh, because it didn't rain. I because I was reading some things on Pioneer Medina um, throughout the week that if it yeah. if it was muddy, there was a couple people that thought he had an actual shot of winning this thing. Uh, so I I didn't put ten on. I just put two to win place and show, and then my sister in law who gets hunches once in a while. I, on white, uh, I can't pronounce that. Do you know the one I'm talking about? White Arabia or white Aborea? I, I don't know. No, I, I don't. Yeah, he, he went off like at 12 to 15 to 1. So I put $2 to box to win place and show on that one. But he um, he didn't come up. And Messier kind of fell at the end. There was a, there was a moment there I thought I might have had this thing. But we'll talk about that later. So let me ask you something here. Uh, first of all, you said you do bet. Uh, do you use uh, um, Twin Spires? Is that the app you use? Yep, Twin Spires. And remember okay. my password this time. So Yeah, nice. you know what? I didn't struggle. Yeah. I, was, I thought I was going to struggle with that. That was Maybe. awesome. Maybe they, they listened to us last week. So, so here's the thing with Twin Spires is, is that can we go back and see what they paid in, in terms of each race, or I, I haven't found that in the app. Or is it just pay it out and you don't know what you, what you won? Um, yeah, I, I think the app's not easy to use on the phone. I, just, I, I know enough like to load money and place the bet. And they actually don't place the bet till you know the bell goes off. Yeah, and you can cancel the bet too, which is kind of nice. Yeah, which I should have. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, if you do drunk betting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't drunk betting. No, okay. I was drinking coffee. Yeah, maybe that's hey, just, just as to, bad. Just to jump back for a second, if you had the Derby trifecta, um, which I guess nobody had, Rich Strike, but if you did, that paid out fourteen thousand eight hundred and seventy dollars. And if you had the Super trifecta, which I believe is what all what, five horses, five. all in the correct order, yeah, that paid out three hundred twenty-one thousand five hundred dollars. I doubt if anyone had that. Because <laughs> I'm not even sure who finished fourth. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, no one remembers who finished fourth. Yeah. Hey, just another thing before we finish up with horse racing. Do you just bet in the major races 
like the next one, I guess, is, is the next one uh, the Preakness down in Baltimore? Yeah, the next one's the Preakness. And if I do put a wager in, so the Preakness is the shorter of the three. So I definitely wouldn't put any money on Rich Strike. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Um, if I do, I might put some money on Messier or the other two. I might box the other two in the trifecta again. Because Messier, at, probably at that point, was in the top three. All right, so the Preakness is uh, Saturday the 21st. So maybe we'll do the same thing again yeah. and see um, – the, uh, uh, what everybody likes with the Preakness, and uh, you know, I'll I'll put you know some money there, not a lot, and then also the Belmont, which I think the Belmont's what June 11th. Yeah, that's the longest um, up in New York. Yeah, so um, if I was Rich Strike, I wouldn't even enter in the Preakness. I guess you have to, but yeah, I I would be hard pressed to do it because yeah, the Belmont, I think he probably has a shot again. Hey, have you ever been to any of these tracks? I haven't. Mm-mm. No. no. Okay. I I was at uh, I was at Churchill Downs. Uh, I think it was back in eighteen. Um, two weeks. Uh, I, two weeks after the Derby, which was I guess um, Preakness week, and it's it's pretty cool there. Um, we were up in quote Millionaires Row, which okay. two weeks before that I could not have afforded to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's. It's 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 a nice it's a it's a nice track it's nice accommodations, and um, you know there's what ten eleven twelve races that go off so you, you have a lot of time you spend spend the day. Well, let me ask we, you if if yeah if the Churchill Downs invited the Bush League as guests would they stick us in the infield or in the in the grandstands? Oh, we would definitely be uh, we would be up in Millionaires Row. No, we they'd stick us in the infield. <laughs> Yeah, we'd have to walk under that tunnel, in that tunnel, back in, yep, and you guys stay here, we'll let you out when everybody else gets out of the parking lot. Well, well, we're talking non-Derby week, right? No, Derby week. Oh, yeah. Derby week, definitely the infield. I yeah. was going to say, I don't even think non-Derby week, they even have anybody out in the infield. No, they don't, yeah. 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 Um, all right, and then uh, you brought up the baseball movie picks on MajorLeagueBaseball.com. So um, I, I guess I was kind of surprised to find that you don't utilize uh, Major League Baseball website, do you? I don't, but after talking to you the past couple of weeks, I, I think I might. I think I'm going to start loading maybe, it on my maybe phone. Maybe I shouldn't give it away too much. It, it's a really good, okay. not only website, but it's also a great app because you can listen. As long as you sign up, you can listen, I think, any Major League Baseball game uh, radio feed for free. And that's either home or away, which is kind of nice. But, you know, I, I've talked about one of the things baseball does really well is their advanced media. And uh, their articles on, Major League, on, on the MLB site are, are Major League Baseball friendly. They're, they're not hard-hitting at all. It, it's mostly fluff pieces. But there's a lot of good stats and information there. Okay. Um, but one of the things I came across that I, I thought was kind of interesting was that um, they actually had um, vote for your favorite uh, MVP and MVP stood for most valuable pictures, pictures, pictures. Okay. I can't pronounce yeah. it. So, so basically movies. And I thought it was kind of cool. I entered the contest and I thought that if you were interested, chief, we could run through this and see uh, of the 16 movies, um, um, kind of the, the, the quarterfinals. Um, 
actually not quarterfinals, I guess it's uh, top eight games, um, if you wanted to pick through these movies. Yeah, uh, let's go ahead and do it. All, All right. right, so round round one. Um, Field of Dreams against Angels in the Outfield. Which movie would you take? Uh, definitely Field of Dreams. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, that, that was kind of an easy one. Yeah. Um, second of eight games, The Natural against For the Love of the Game. Well, For the Love of the Game is a Kevin Costner one, right? I'm Aren't not, they all? I'm not real <laughs> fa- uh, Good point. Uh, I'm going with The Natural. Okay. I thought it was a good, uh, good movie. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've seen the entire movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one. The Sandlot versus The Perfect Game. I don't think I've ever seen The Perfect Game. Uh, I have seen The Sandlot numerous times because the kids used to watch it. That's a that's a funny movie. I like The Sandlot. I do, too. Yeah. Isn't Kevin Costner in The Perfect Game as well? Is he? Yeah. I, I, I think so. So we don't even know. Okay. Um, game, game number four of eight. A Rookie of the Year versus The Bad News Bears. Is this the original Bad News Bears? I, I don't know which one. All right, so I, I want to say that it probably is the original. Is uh, Walter I'm, Matthau? Yeah, I'm going with the original. That's a classic. Okay. Yeah. You, you don't like the remake with uh, uh, Billy... Billy what, Bob, what's his name? Um, Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton, right. No. Okay. I, yeah. All right, what's next? All right, so you're going with the bad news there. Yeah. Uh, next game, uh, A League of Their Own versus The Rookie. Yeah, I'm going with League of Their Own. I thought that's a great movie. Okay. A little uh, historic fiction, yeah. Um, yeah, Tom Hanks um, yeah. in in that movie. It's a great Next line. Board- you know, no crying in baseball. Yeah, that's a that's a great line. That's that's one of the classic quotes, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but there is crying in the bush league. <laughs> There's no crying in the bush league either. You can't cry. Oh. Forty two. Uh, um, about Jackie Robinson or Eight Men Out. This one, I I think this is a bad pairing. Um. Because they're both good movies, I'm going to go with Eight Men Out. Okay. All right. Yeah, it, it, that is a tough one. I, I'd like 42. Um, next one, Major League versus Trouble with the Curve. It's another bad pairing. Um, I, I think Major League is a classic. Bob Euchre makes the movie. So many lines come out of that uh, that people still use today. It's probably almost 30 years old. So I'm going to go with Major League. That's a good point. Really good point. And um, game last, Bull Durham against Moneyball. So I've never seen the twelfth Kevin Costner movie that is listed in here, Bull Durham. <laughs> I've never seen this. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, I I like Moneyball, even though there's there's not a there's some historical inaccuracies, but I, I like Moneyball. Yeah. Yeah, there always is going to be, but yeah, yeah. yeah the, the the movie I I thought was was really well done. And, um, yeah, the book's even better. The book by Michael Lewis is even better. Okay, yeah. so that gives us um, – next week we'll go into the, uh, the, the the quarterfinals, and we'll do this over the next few weeks. Um, okay. If anybody Sounds is good. interested, uh, send us your picks. Um, go out to the um, MLB website. Um, let us know your first-round picks. And, um, yeah, we'll read them off. All right, text talk. A lot of Philly bashing this week. Uh, there is some, there is some the uh, obligatory commissioner bashing, uh, umpire bashing. That's a normal, but a lot of Philly bashing this week. Uh, some calling for Joe Girardi's job. Um, did you watch the Phils lose a seven-run lead? I didn't even know that they were down 
or excuse me, that they were up 7 nothing, and then I started to look at the text because they started to come across what time was it, 9 or 9.30, which is usually my cutoff time for, for text. Yeah. I'm like, well, what is everybody texting about? Let me watch this game. And it just got progressively worse if you were a Phillies fan. Yeah. Uh, James Norwood pitched the third of an inning, gave up four hits, four runs, uh, gave up a homer. I think Alonzo hit that. Um, he only faced five batters. He got one out um, and four of them scored. Yeah, and they brought Knable in, right? Yep, and he didn't do much better. Four hits, three runs. Uh, he got he got out of the inning. Um, but, yeah, that was that was a, a complete horrific loss for that. Uh, okay, so, so Josh had mentioned that uh, – I, I guess he had said that it's time to get rid of Gerard, right? Um, I, I, I like this quote, though, right? He, he said, Joe's just cashing in a check at this point. Yeah. He has his face buried in the notebook all game. Must be taking monkey points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Like somebody one. else. <laughs> yeah. Taking monkey points. What a great notes. line. Yep, taking notes. I hope he's not knocking himself down, but um, – yeah, I think it's just one of those games. And then the shame of it is Nola pitched really well. And, you know, they they beat up Tawan Walker pretty good. And you're thinking you're just going to cruise through this game. And that's bad. You can't get through the ninth. It's hard. So, a couple of things. Let me ask you, Phillies fan. Um, I, I had asked last year in last year's podcast what you thought of Girardi. Because, you know, I, I don't watch him manage much. Is is he more old school? Is, is is there a problem? Is there a hidden problem there with the Philly start? Is is it more organizational? What, what's going on? Um, I, I think their offense is just a little inconsistent. That's what that's what, and their pitching's not good enough to help them overcome that. That's that's okay. what I think. I I, I mean, it, I, I'm not in a clubhouse, so it it. You know, when teams are losing, you know, the first thing you think of is leadership. Um, I, I'm not so sure that's the case here, but uh, I'm not sure if they change the manager, this team's going to turn around. It, it, I mean, it happens a lot. It quite possibly could. Um, but I think their hitting is just a little inconsistent and their pitching's not strong enough to help them overcome it. That's okay. kind of where they're at. And, and, and my second question to you, is the Mets and the Phillies have played a lot yeah, early on. Are the Mets for real? I think the Mets have a – yeah, I, I think they have a good club. Okay. Yeah, that's why I was so impressed that um, they cut Robinson Cano. All right. You know what I mean? Because, like, you know what? He's not going to play. I'm not playing that guy anymore. Get rid of him. There's no reason for him to be around. I mean, obviously – I agree. He, I don't know what he would bring to a clubhouse when he's been suspended twice in the last five years for steroid use. Maybe he can be on ESPN uh, Sunday Night Baseball then. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But yeah, I, 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 I think the Mets have a have a good team. Yeah, McNeil looks like Jeff McNeil looks like he's found himself again. Yeah, there was a lot of concerns, right? A lot of people, yeah. you know, weren't high on the Jeff McNeil train, and, and he's he's done a really nice job. Yeah, um, I know no one cares, but he's hitting three twenty three, which is which is really good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and and we expected Lindor to have a better sophomore year in New York, right? Yeah, yeah. He's too good of a player not to play well. He's only hitting two thirty nine. 
Um, he's still striking out a lot. But um, if I, I, I hate to see the shortstop who can hit over 300, which would push his OPS over eight to strike out that much. But I, if I were him, I wouldn't even be concerned with homers. I, I think they got a lot of doubles in that lineup. I mean, they mm-hmm. get the homers from Alonzo, but um, uh, McNeil can hit some doubles. Lindor can hit some doubles. Escobar can hit doubles. Um, I don't know much about Kana. Um as far as power, but he's hitting 311. Um, and then Marte can hit hit the ball off the wall. So I, I if I were them, I'd back down and, and I, I wouldn't worry about the homers. You can still score with a double. It's just as easily as you can with a with a home run. So think about how good this team will be when DeGrom comes back. I, I'm, I'm sure uh, Mets are hoping that uh, they just continue to play like this. Um, and when DeGrom comes back, you know, DeGrom, Scherzer, um, Carrasco's pitched well, and so have Bassett and McGill. So, um, I mean, there's starting five, and then you got Taiwan Walker there, too. So, it's right now it's looking really good. Yeah, if, the, if DeGrom came back in June, they're going to get rid of Taiwan Walker out of that starting five. And, and um, yeah, I don't know if Bassett and McGill are under three ERA pitchers for a year. I, I, I don't think. I don't think they are, but I mean they are now, and that's you know well, build up the lead. And they're not bad play- pitchers to have as your number three through five. No, no, um, no, no. anywhere in there. Abs- absolutely right. And th- this kind of what they're doing now is kind of what they did in 2014 when they got off to that toward start and just outlasted the Nationals, and then ended up getting to the World Series. Yeah, but they you know they are the Mets, so anything can happen. And Buck, Buck is at the helm, so we'll see. <laughs> I, I, I said it when they hired him that they would make the World Series in three years. They'll win it. Yeah, right? you did. Yeah. You did. Um, okay, I do have a twib note this week brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one. River Horse Brewing Company. I had a River Horse IPA. It's a little on the hazy side. Um, brew, I think the brewing company's out of New Jersey. ABV of 5.7%. I uh, couldn't find this specific beer on Beer Advocate. Most of the River Horse Brewing Companies are at mid-80s on average. Um, okay. That's what I would give it, mid-80. It was good. Huh. Yeah. All right. So so first of all, I'd like to say that um, it's good that you are doing uh, this week in the beer notes uh, again. So one would say that, are you getting back on the horse? I am back on the horse, yeah. yeah. There you go. Well, nice. Some of the issue was um, – I, I was, I was getting into my old rut when we go to Quips for happy hour on Mondays, that like English pub style place. Um, I was getting the same two that I really enjoy. So uh, last week I, I, I saw this River Horse and I thought, ah, let me give this a shot. Um, but the the two that I go to at Quips, I've I've reviewed on here. I've talked about it on here. Um, I, I just love I just love those two beers. But yeah, excellent. Yeah. And they're not yinglings. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. Uh, we had some podcast corrections follow up. 3,000 Ks with one team. Obviously, when we brought that up, we were, weren't including Walter Johnson because we knew he did. Um, you mentioned Gibson, and we were right on with Carlton and Smoltz. Both. Yeah, had, you nailed that. Yeah, 3,000 Carlton with the Phillies, 3,031, and Smoltz with Atlanta at 3,011. So those are the only four pitchers 
in Major League history to have 3,000 strikeouts with one team. And I never, I never would have guessed Smoltz. Yeah. And then Necro was pretty close at 29-12 with Atlanta. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, we should have thought about him earlier because he, he really started shopping around teams as he got older. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you, you know, this all came up last week, if we can just uh, reset, that uh, it was because of Clayton Kershaw, correct? Because of Clayton, yeah. Because we were yeah. a little surprised that he was, at least I was. I, I, I was a little surprised that he was the uh, leader in strikeouts for the Dodgers. As an yeah, almost 2,700, yeah. Yeah. Um, and just looking back here, uh, Phil Nico played 21 years with the Brave organization. Wow. Yeah, I didn't Nuxy. really. Yeah. Two with Cleveland, two with the Yankees, and one with Toronto. Okay. Now, he played in Milwaukee. Negro did. Mm, I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, toward the end of his career, I guess, right? No, with the Milwaukee Braves in 64. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, and he came up late as a 25-year-old. When did his career start? What year? 1964. He was 25 years old. 1964. All right. And he pitched until he 1987. He was 48. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, I didn't realize he pitched that long. I guess if you're going to pitch at 48, you either have to be like Jamie Moyer or throw a knuckleball, huh? So in '79, he was he led the league in wins with 21. Okay. And, and led the league in losses with 20. How many starts did he make that year? 44. 44. And, and out of the 44 starts, he had 41 decisions. That's that's remarkable. That that tells me he's going deep into games. He had 23 complete games. Wow. He started I, I, wonder, I wonder how many, like, like, what his pitch count was probably like. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know, but he faced 1,389 batters. 334 innings. My goodness. Oh, no. He, that, he, he faced 1,436, 1,400 batters. Jeez, oh, man. He gave up. He led the league in hits given up, too. He gave up 300 hits. So did he He, he actually pitched in, 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 what, two, one World Series, I guess? No, he never made it to the World Series. Uh, I'm, no, I not uh, 69 no, it looks, and 82. It looks like in 69 yep. and, yeah, 69 yeah. and 82, he made it to the to, to the playoffs, the NLCS, but never to the World Series. And Negro pitched, did Negro pitch that rainout game? No, he pitched six innings. Okay. Didn't the, didn't the Cardinals and the Braves have a rainout? They did. Where they started the game and then they shut it down? Uh, I, I don't remember if it was actually started or if it just got rained out. Yeah, because... I think it did. I think it did start. Could be right. Nine, ten, yeah. Um, but either way, yeah, that 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 series wasn't close. I guess game two was close, four three. All right. Uh, note today in baseball history. What are you walking off with? All right. So a couple things. Number one, uh, I want to thank uh, Bob Freeze for the Golden Monkey article. Um, I, again, uh, he's gonna. Uh, update this uh, on a monthly basis, and it'll provide a lot of uh, uh, fun fodder, if you will. Um, and also, I want to thank the owners for the, the half of the owners who submitted their uh, derby picks 
and um, I would also ask them to do the same thing as we have the uh, the Preakness in two weeks. So, um, yeah, everybody just continue to uh, send in comments. Um, any of the owners that haven't been on yet, um, you still have a chance in the month of May to, to, to book some time. And, um, yeah, just looking to uh, to have May be the bright month. Um, what are you walking off with? I'm walking off with that derby, that trifecta that, that I placed. That was the closest I've been. And I really wasn't that close because Messier fell off pretty pretty quickly at the end. But there was a period in time when they were coming around that last corner. I thought, all right, I got a shot at winning the trifecta. And I, I thought that would have been pretty cool. But um, like I texted, like our old friend Meatloaf says, two out of three ain't bad, though. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Two out of three ain't bad. All right. Yeah. Jim Steinman. You know, um, he was actually a huge um, baseball fan. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think it was a big yeah. Yankees fan, and didn't he incorporate in in one of his songs? He actually had uh, s- some some clips of Phil Rizzuto. He did. It was uh, "Paradise by the Dashboard Light." Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Nice. One, one of the all great right. albums of all time. Say again. Uh, one of the great albums of all time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bad out of hell. Yeah. Bad out of hell. Yeah. Classic. All right, buddy. Um, have a good week. All right, Chief. I will talk to you next week. Good luck, everyone. You got it.